And that is Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. You are listening to Rumination Tuesday, December the 10th, in the year of our Lord 2019. Being a Rumination Tuesday, we have with us the Reverend Mark Smith. And we are taking a look on this December the 10th for Rumination Tuesday. Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. And we say hello to Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Hi Tom. Where did you get that recording? <laughs> Where? Oh, it's, it sounded like a bunch of, I don't know, sounded like a bunch of people were walking right by the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, from uh, Concordia Seminary. Oh. No. St. <laughs> Bar- Bartholomew Church. St. Bartholomew. Huh? Yes. Hmm. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Hark the Thrilling Voice is sounding. It's an Advent hymn. You know... Not one of my favorites, I'm afraid. Really? No, it just isn't. All right. There's so many good ones. I'm gesturing to someone outside the window to come in and talk instead of you if this isn't your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not saying it's good. Hey, look, there's no accounting for taste. I'm just, you know, I'm... That's for sure. You know, it may be an excellent hymn, even though I don't appreciate it. Yeah, when people... Say, who do you got on on Tuesday, Mark Smith? He said, well, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> no, I really enjoy you being on with us. Uh, Hark the Thrilling Voices sounding. They don't even know who wrote it. Some credit it was St. Ambrose. Oh, it's an old one, that's for sure. Well, at least to the 10th century, perhaps yeah. earlier, but no proof has been offered uh, to this suggestion. So we're not really quite sure where it was. Um, from or who wrote it, but it's still uh, one that they love to use uh, during the uh, Advent season. Yeah, it's uh, based on John the Baptist, of course. Well, sure. The voice of John the Baptist proclaims that Christ is coming near, news that thrills the longing hearts of all believers. Where'd you read that? At the bottom of the page. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you, you've got to research these hymns, Tom. <laughs> yes. So it's a Martin Luther hymn? Uh, no. No. Not, no, it isn't. <laughs> William, just... William Monk gave us the melody. Yes. The tune. That's right. Died in 1889. Um, no, that's Edward Cassell. You... That's the translator. It's translated from the Latin. As I said, Tom, you need to research these hymns. If you take a look at the bottom, it <laughs> says William H. Monk did the music who died in 1889. Oh, you are right. I beg your pardon. Well, I'm wrong, as you, you're always right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my wife had that attitude. <laughs> um, do you have the practice of not singing Christmas hymns during Advent? No. Yeah, I don't no, I, I you know, I, I, I try to stress the Advent hymns, yes. but I I sprinkle a few Christmas hymns. I do, too. too. You know, it's just... Because there's well, sure. a number of Christmas hymns, and there's not enough Sundays not, in Christmas. Exactly. Yes. Uh, unless you have the whole Christmas service, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but... In uh, fact, I'll say again. I'll say, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think KFUO ought to really... Do, really have a lot of people are hungry for good sacred Christmas music. Yes. and I, I, I would just and I've pull, said pull out it. all the stops and let and Christmas music all through Advent. 
All through Advent? All through, yeah. You know, Advent, well, then, Advent too. Mix it up. Advent and Christmas. Yeah. And also, if you want to if you want to continue that till Epiphany, But they kind of do that on Sunday afternoon when you don't listen. Yeah. But, okay, but thank you, know, you. But you know, the world, you listen to the secular stations. They, you know, right after Christmas, nothing. Yeah, right. Nothing. Christmas is over. No more Christmas music. <laughs> On Sirius XM, they've got a sta- the Hallmark station. Yeah. There's nothing but Christmas music. And I just heard the really, one of my favorite was, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. I don't understand how anybody thinks Jesus is Santa Claus. Oh. Because if you're not good, Santa Claus is going to give you coal. Yeah, I know. Talk about mixing law and gospel. Boy, <laughs> oh boy. But, um... And then they got ones where the guy's trying to convince the girl to stay at his home overnight because it's snowing so much. <laughs> yeah. I see Dean Martin, I think, saying that. No, it's sung by about 12 people. Yeah. It's amazing. And a lot, you know, that's getting a lot of flack these days. You know, as you know, know. you've heard in the radio, but people think it's, uh, you know, sexist. and Yeah, exactly. But... Um, yeah, I would say on the Hallmark Station, about a quarter of the hymns are about Jesus. Hmm. Like Silent Night, they'll sing, and mm-hmm. Oh Holy Night. But oh, the, the rest are all jingle bells, sleigh rides, oh, and all this kind of thing. So shallow. Well, it's you still know, but that's, it's fun know, to drive to. That's why our work, our work is cut out for us. We've got to get the good news yes. out. People, but, people don't know what Christmas is really about. Well, let's get the good news right. out by ringing... Singing, no, <laughs> by <ringing>. just speaking <laughs> the first stanza. Okay, all right. Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. Christ is near, we hear it say. Cast away the works of darkness, all you children of the day. Now, what's he really saying to cast away the works of darkness? How do we do that? Repent. Yes. Repentance. Very important. Turning away from sin. Well, it's really not turning away from sin, repentance. Well. It's sorrow over sin. Right. Because it's impossible to turn away from sin. That's right. In my sermon on Sunday, I was talking about hope. And I said, the world's hope is different than the Christian hope. Because a kid may tell his parents, I want a computer game for Christmas. And he is feverishly opening up the present and finds a... A, a, a pair of underwear. A yeah, pair of underwear. Pair of underwear. New I, pair. Yes, I heard you yesterday. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, it conjures up... Uh, <laughs> and, and you made the point, well, of course... Uh, uh, God knows that he really needed new underwear. <laughs> well, his parents do, too. Saves them having to buy extra. Boy. The fact that, I don't know about that picture. <laughs> but see, hope in the world is not sure. Right. But the word, We have a sure and certain hope. And that's a different Greek word, believe it or not. Um, and it, it's, it's referring to a sure hope. And why is it a sure hope? The only hopes that are in the Bible that are sure are those that God connects to a... Promises of our Lord. Very right? good. Yeah, that's that, those are sure and certain. See, that's what Advent is all about, is fulfillment of promises. Right. If you don't have a sermon talking about promises, it's not a sermon. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because that's what that's, the gospel that's what, is. That's what faith, faith is, clinging yes. to his promises. Yes. So, um, 
To cast away the works of darkness, we cast them away through repentance, which means both sorrow over our sin and faith, faith. in Jesus, right. those two parts. That's right. And, um, uh, for example, when I went through this health situation, I had a totally different attitude, I think, than when I was a kid when I got sick. Because when I was a kid, you were wondering, well, what did I do to deserve this, this kind of nonsense? But here I knew God had a, a reason for it. And so I could just wait until I saw what the reason was. And if I couldn't figure out, it didn't matter because he still had a promise. But I was really calm and such. Uh, when I went into uh, the one surgery where they had to re uh, replace the aortic valve, I was telling the doctors jokes. <laughs> For example, here's a good one. That's part of the med medication they gave you. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 did I remember when I went through a procedure, I was really, you know, happy and laughing, and and it was, I think, it was the medication they gave me. Here's a good joke. What is the similarity between John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh? Uh, yes, I heard that joke. Uh, the, there's a the. The word the in both names. They both the middle, have they both the same middle, middle name. name. Yes. The, yes, yes. Stanza two, please. Startled at the solemn warning, let the earthborn soul arise. Christ, its son, all sloth dispelling, shines upon the morning skies. I, I think it says, let up. the earth bound. Did I, did I say earthbound? You said earthborn. Oh, I beg your pardon. Earthbound. Yeah, yes. earthbound. Mm -hmm. Because for Adam and Eve, it wasn't earthborn. No. Yeah. Right. But it became that real mm -hmm. quick. Yes. But notice verse 2 describes the thrilling voice that was sounding a solemn warning. And see, the law is warning. Right. Uh, I, I say this. In fact, in my sermons, uh, I've been doing this more and more now. I say, now the law of this sermon is, and for example, on the Hope Sermon on Sunday, I said the law of the sermon is accusing us of not having sure hope, that we get worried about things even though God has promises, and we just don't listen to the promises. Mm -hmm. And that's for which we need to repent, and then the gospel is to remember the promises again. Right. When you go to a hospital, what book of the Bible do you usually use to pray for the person? Well, I, I use a lot of the uh, the shepherd psalm. I like to give them psalms that they can That's memorize. Right. Psalms, uh, uh, shepherd psalm, Psalm one twenty one. Yeah, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, uh, Psalm forty six. And why? Because it's chuck full of promises. Promises. Yes. Right. All right. I'll read three. See the Lamb, so long expected, comes with pardon down from heaven. Let us haste with tears of sorrow, one and all, to be forgiven. So there, it kind of explains what forgiveness is. It's really a pardon. When do we use pardons in the secular realm a lot of times? When we're, uh, you know, when we've uh, done something wrong. No, uh, no, the government I'm talking about. Oh. Um, Who would they people, pardon? People that are in, in prison. Sometimes. Uh, a lot of times during Vietnam, people fled to Canada. Oh, uh -huh, sure, yeah. And then they were given a pardon. 
Right. And what does that mean? They were allowed to come back and we were not held accountable for what they had done. Right. That's what a pardon is. And that's what the word forgiven means. God doesn't hold you accountable. The guilt is still there. The guilt is still there. But you're not held accountable for it. Who is held accountable? Christ. Yes. By his death on the cross. Excellent. Excellent. He he suffered the penalty. That's why we're theologians of the cross, uh, not theologians of self-glory. Now, Luther talks about theologians of glory. And what he means when you examine it is self-glory. That a person won't do anything until he thinks about what's in it for me. Yes. And um, it's just really amazing. That's why I like, I I know pastors who don't look at television or let their kids look at it. And I, I can't understand that because that's the world thinking. And you need to understand that because a lot of your members are thinking that way. You know, what's in it for me? Um, it's, it's just something that they're invested in. And that's what the purpose of a sermon is, is to stop them thinking like the world and get them to start thinking like God. And we know how God thinks because he reveals it. At least 1% of yes. how he thinks. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We don't, we don't comprehend the whole picture. That's no. Sure. Have you ever had people come to your office and they have a difficult decision to make and they want to have your advice? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. If it's a difference between sin and not sin, that becomes pretty obvious. Right. But when they come to the office and they say, I don't know if I should buy a GM car or a foreign car, um, I'll usually ask this question, like, well, where do you work? Well, I, I work at General Motors. I said, you better buy a GM car. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be parking a foreign car at GM. <laughs> but it's still not a biblical answer. Right. We have no idea. You know, I can understand since so many foreign cars are now made in the United States. Yeah. Well, when I was in Bloomington, Illinois, as a vicar, we had a Toyota plant real near us. Oh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know if you're up in Detroit. I oh, remember, my. You know, my dad had a thing for foreign cars. He had a Volvo. Well, he, he had a Volkswagen. He had a Volvo. He had a, a Saab, S-A-A-B. Yeah, right. And he just liked these different foreign cars. And I remember we'd get bad looks once in a while, and I'd drive that Saab around, and I'd, you know, yeah. the gas station attendant would kind of give me a sneer. You, you know? mean in Detroit? This is in Detroit, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're pretty um, uh, pretty heavy on that, yeah. yeah. I know um, when I worked at Chrysler, uh, everybody was driving a Chrysler mm-hmm. car of some nature there. So, see the lamb so long expected. Expected by whom? By God's people. Uh, you know, the, he was Why were they expecting it? Because of the prophecies. prophecies. Yeah, can you name Old it? Oh, John the Baptist. Behold the lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. You know, it's interesting. I think we kind of jumped over this, skipped over it, but uh, Go ahead. Christ its son, in the second verse, Christ its son, all sloth dispelling, shines upon the morning sun. There we've got the picture of Christ as the son of righteousness arising with healing in his wings. Yes. Christ its son. So he went from the sun to being a lamb. Remember in Revelation, it says there's probably no need for the sun. That's right. Because of, of Jesus. And what does the he lamb, himself say? I the am lamb the, is its lamp. Didn't, isn't that a scriptural? 
Passage? Well, Jesus, I'm the light of the world. Yeah, but isn't that, am I, t- am I thinking of something else or am I thinking of Scripture? It says, and the lamb is its lamp. It, isn't that out of Scripture? I'm or, not sure. The trouble is, it depends what English maybe translation. Maybe I'm thinking of a sermon. And, the lamb is its lamp. Well, well, it makes talking sense. about yeah. the new heaven and new earth. Yeah, phrases are really important. Um, I was just in discussion with one of our listeners um, they email me and I ask for their phone number because at night I can phone them and we have much better conversations than over email. At any rate, um, he was uh, discussing about uh, talking to people who said, well, we should love uh, homosexuals, etc., cetera, uh, because Jesus loved all people. And uh, he had a phrase that I'm going to use a lot. He said, well, you know what? You're loving them to hell. Isn't that good? Uh, well, you, of course, we use the expression, oh, I love that person to death. You ever hear that? Yes. I love them to death. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah, if you're... Not well, we do warning lo- them. Yeah. If you're not a John you, the Baptist. You've got to warn them, but you, you love. Sure. Christ loves us in spite of our sins. Yeah, somebody said, I thought we love the sinner and hate the sin. And I said, um, that is correct that Jesus loves all people, but the sin can put you in a position where you won't be going to heaven. Right. That's right. uh, Through unrepentance. And so uh, that's why we speak. That's right. Out of love. Yes, out of love. All righty. Stanza four, please. So when next he comes in glory and the world is wrapped in fear... He will shield us with his mercy and with words of love draw near. Why is the world wrapped in fear? Oh, you know, for different things. They wonder how, you know, the, how with current events, you know, people right now are all so afraid of the climate change. They've, you know, there's this, these rumors going around, we've got 12 more years to live. Yeah. You know, if we don't do something about it. I mean... Yeah, talk about, you know, the youth. Remember when the youth were out in the streets and they were oh, carrying on? And, yeah. and, you know, I think they were genuinely scared. scared yes. You know? Um, they, they, yeah, they, the reason I know it's not going to happen in 12 years is why. <laughs> because well, the Bible we don't says know. nobody we don't know. knows the exactly. day or the time. Exactly. So anybody who gives, like Jehovah Witnesses, used to give days and times, three, four times, kept changing. That's right. Um, a bunch of nonsense. And then there's so much evidence that climate change is not the problem. No. That a lot of people are making it, but it gives them a name on the news, etc. So um, when you have valid scientists say, this is not a big problem, it's just the way the world reacts I mean, we had it a lot colder before and a lot hotter before. It's just cycles The kind of the world goes through. I was amazed. I love watching YouTube stuff and especially good science. Why does the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans never mix? Why I never do they knew never this. Mi- they yeah. never, well, I would imagine the currents. Nope. Not the currents? No. 
They have places. Well, they, they, they didn't have the Panama Canal for a while. <laughs> no. No, even if they had the Panama Canal and they had photos of this, because of the salt levels ah. that are different. Oh, is that right? When they come together, uh-huh. you actually see a line down the middle, and the one side is a different color than the other side. You're talking about from aerial views? Yes. You can, you can actually see a line. Yes. No kidding. Pacific, and, and then they went throughout the world showing where this also was happening because of the... That there's a distinct difference between the Pacific absolute, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, I think it's the Pacific. is five times more salt. No kidding. Than the Atlantic. No kidding. And they will not mix. It was just amazing the way this world is put together. It's the first I'd heard of that. Me too. Uh, Look it up, YouTube. Why the oceans can't mix. (laughs) This is why people turn We talk about all sorts of things on this program, don't we? sure do. You know why? There's not that many verses in it. (laughs) So we got to stanza five. Honor, this is a doxological verse. It's got a triangle in front of it. It means we stand for that verse. Honor, glory, might, dominion to the Father and the Son with the ever-living Spirit while eternal ages run. Yes. Speaks of all persons of the Trinity. How long do eternal ages run? Forever. Yeah. And they have been forever, too. Yeah. Not only they go on forever, but they have been into all eternity. Yes. I kind of like doing analogies or trying to show the kids in confirmation how long eternity is. So I say, say we're in a big room, and I say, I start a line on this wall, and I go around the wall 400 times. And now I'm going to show how long you're on Earth, and I do one inch. Yeah. What you're believing in that one inch Decides what goes on the other four hundred times. Wow, yeah, I've heard other. I've heard other. Yeah, the other one I like is every thousand years a little bird yeah, comes hits a and mountain. scratches a mountain, and by the time that mountain is worn down, that's one day of heaven. Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah, so that's out of Kurth's catechetical helps, I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that Something was a, like that. A, a, a good one. Had a lot of good analogies to use. So. Why don't you like this hymn? Well, I like the content, of course. I don't know. I the the uh, tune. The tune maybe is not my favorite. Yeah, but I, I the words. You can't argue with the words. No, it's very very appropriate for Advent. Yes, um, but you won't be using this Sunday. Not necessarily. I might. I might. I I appreciate better. So you don't use it. the hymn of the Sunday no, every week. I I usually well not every week, but I try to use it. I try to use it if it's if it's fairly singable. Yeah. You know I I. Well, this is singable. This is yeah. This yeah. is Right. All right. Harka thrilling voices sounding. When are your services? Uh, nine o'clock Sunday morning. Nine o'clock Sunday morning, followed by adult Bible class, and we continue to talk about the Office of the Holy Ministry. And uh, if you can't make Sunday morning, we have a five o'clock service Saturday evening. That's at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, eighty six forty six New Sappington Road. We'd love to have you. And uh, which services do you have the Lord's Supper? Uh, let's see. This Sunday it will be at the at the uh, Sunday service. Oh, we have okay. we have it at the Saturday evening service. Uh, on the second and the fifth, fourth, second and fourth Sunday of the month, 
And we also want to say that we're only about $3,000 short now uh, for the year. So if you're able to send a long gospel, listen to what happens directly after this announcement. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. God bless. Till tomorrow. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.